0: You are now tuned into Welcome to the Raw Zone, sponsored by Talent Wave, where many of your favorite celebrities have hidden talents. Visit the site to find out more. Email talentwave.info at gmail.com to find out how you could become part of the team. What's up, everyone? It is your girlfriend's favorite photographer and your boyfriend's favorite radio host, part of your... Tuesday night and Saturday night, guilty pleasure. Welcome to the Raw Zone. We are inside the Raw Zone, and today, joining us, it is the one, the only, the creature himself from the South Bronx. Creature Lagos, everyone. so How
1: are everybody doing? It's your big I- South Bronx demon. Opening up new doorways, bringing new type of music out of New York and out of the Bronx. Doing something different, man.
0: It, you are very different because at first, like, When you approached me, I thought you were all rock. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so excited for this. I love rock music. I don't get this often. And then you told me you do trap, too. And I'm like, all right.
1: Yeah, it's like like a fusion of both. It's a mixture of, like, probably, like, three different genres or four different genres. Like, metalcore vocals, deathcore vocals over trap beats with metal-like guitar riffs and then a goth, eerie, like, visually it looks
0: goth how to easily merge it because i've heard of horrorcore but you kind of take it beyond horrorcore
1: so the thing was this has been naturally me my whole life so like i used to be like in a deathcore band when i was 16 to like 19 years old
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and um when i started like rapping and teaching myself how to rap or whatever like, when I had put out one of my first songs, like, I wasn't screaming or nothing in it. They were, like, I, I didn't really know my sound. But I realized, like, okay, this is not me. So I need to put all of me into this. So if I'm going to find my sound, I need to put the screaming. I need to put the God vibes in it. No matter if it's too shocking for people, even if people one foot in, one foot out, this is what I'm going to do, you know? So that it, it was kind of it was kind of easy for me to merge everything because, like, I listen to all this different type of stuff. So I know how to merge it to, like, successfully, you know, where it won't sound too, like, on some try-hard shit or, like, it'll sound, like, off or anything like that.
0: How? But how were you able to actually blend it together? Because there's certain trap beats that will go with heavy metal. Yeah. Like, how did you find the right trap beat
1: well, honestly, I, like most of the trapeze that I use, the 808s, heavy distorted beats that it sounds like, like, it's like beats that sound like they're coming out of an amp. So you screaming over them, it sounds good with it. You get what I'm trying to say? It, it's not like it sounds like some Migos type shit. <laughs> like, and I'm screaming over that. You get I me? Mean? Yeah. So like, it goes with it. I, I always wanted, like, I would tell all my producers, like, make sure you have guitarists in it. Make sure you have, like, you know, drum cymbals and shit like that and make sure it sounds like, you know, similar to metal. And like most of the producers that I have, like they come from that world too. So they already knew like what type of shit to make.
0: Who influences you musically?
1: Um, I got a few people. Um, I have um Leo Fossayer. He's a vocalist to a goth to, a, to a, a goth band uh, up in Cali, and um, he started his own wave of, of music. It's called Cholo Goth because um, he's like a Mexican gang member, and then um, he's also been a goth kid his whole life, but he's like a leader in a Mexican gang, you know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. So, like,
1: he's been a goth kid his whole life, so he's like, you know, he merged both of those successfully, and he he's doing that, so that's one dude that, that I fuck with heavy. Um, another one, his name is Dead, and he's literally dead. He was... <laughs> He was a vocalist to a a black metal band. And um, I just love him because of the way he was and how like the mental illness that he dealt with, like, and how he kept going through it. I mean, at the end of the day, like at the end, he ended up like committing suicide. You feel me? But the reason it's so philosophical is because like, like he really lived up to the name dead. Like he, he would do body mutilation on stage. He would like before shows, he would bury his clothes so they could smell like dirt, and they could smell like sulfur. And then he'll put on his clothes and then go on stage. So um, they were the, one of the first black metal bands, and black metal specifically, Norwegian black metal specifically, is satanic, very satanic. It's just, you see how there's gospel music and it's made for like, yeah. just speaking of God. Norwegian black metal is like gospel music for Satanists. Or like for people that are satanic. So nevertheless, like you know, they live without morality, you know, like all of these people, like half of them in Mayhem had bodies. Like the guitarist killed the vocalist, stabbed them like over fifty times. And um in the like and stabbed them in the head too. So like um In the show? No, not in the show, like at oh. the end of at the end, at the end, when everything like, you know, when everything was breaking up and shit like that. But the vocalist to that band, before they got a new vocalist, wh- who which is dead, the one that I'm talking about, he committed oh. suicide. Oh. So he he left a note and he said, um, he left the note in his blood. First of all, he cut, he cut both of his wrists.
0: Oh my God.
1: He cut both of his wrists, then he slit his neck and then he blew his brains out. But so when he cut his wrist, he went, he wrote a note with his blood. This is all real. You like, you could look it up. He went, he wrote a, 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 a note with his blood and then he blew his brains out. So then the guitarist came back and found him. And instead of like calling the cops right away, he goes, and this is all real. It sounds crazy, but it's real, I promise you. Um, he goes and buys a, a, a camera. He comes back, he takes a picture of the body Yeah, he took a picture of the body and they used it as their album cover, as their first album cover. So like certain things like that, even though it's like mad shocking, mad like, oh my God, like I love shit like that because it's like, you know, unapologetically doing what you do and it's like, you know, you're not caring. And it's sort of like, like having your chest pumped out about darkness and about the darker aspects of life unapologetically. That's what I love about it. You know, because a lot of motherfuckers say, you know, a lot of motherfuckers, we, we live in, like, people who control this world are evil, but the only difference is, is that they try to hide it and mask it. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, that's why we have niggas like the Pope raping kids and shit like that, and all this adrenochrome, and these pedophile rings are coming out with all these people, you know? So, I just respect it. And plus, I love that type of music too. So I grew up on it. And I loved it. So those are two of my big influences. Um, but everything influences me, you know, emotion, what I see in life, everything, you know, I've been doing this since I was a kid. And I'm Music is me.
0: Well how, lo- well, how long have you been doing this? Because you seem fairly young.
1: Yeah, I'm 24 now. So, like I said, I was in a, a deathcore band when I was 16 to 19 years old. And then I started doing this when I was uh 22 years old. So, two and a half years ago. Well, 21, two and a half years ago, I started doing this. And it's been busting, so, you know. And I, I love it. I love what I do, you know. I wouldn't want to be doing anything else in the world.
0: So, well, you said it yourself, you know, you do bring a lot of aspects. Like, we, we talk about especially with your music and black metal music, there's a lot of BDSM. There's a lot of uh, death. There's a lot of you know, everything. You know, that that people are, I guess, would not talk about in music. Mm-hmm. Do you guys receive how do you deal with all the backlash you get afterwards?
1: I mean, this is the thing. You know who Marilyn Manson is, right? Yes. He used to get booed off a of stage. So backlash, like, I don't, it, I'm, I'm punk. Like I, like I'm all of that. Like, it doesn't matter to me. Like if I worry about backlash, like I wouldn't be wearing black lipstick living in the projects. You get what I'm trying to say? So it's just like, you got, like, I'm prepared for it. Like I understand there's going to be backlash due to the simple fact that people are so different, you know? And even though I'm doing the trap and the metal stuff, I'm, I'm influenced. I'm not doing like black metal shit. I'm influenced by black metal Artists, yeah, and, and influenced by them visually, you know. But um, I'm not really worried about backlash. It's like if you don't like it, I don't give a fuck. You go somewhere. Like I'm not. It, it don't matter. I'm, it's not in my reality. You don't have to be in my in my world. You know.
0: So have you? Because especially because South Bronx is one of the homes of hip hop. How has that reception been in promoting music?
1: Well, um, honestly. You We know New York, and we know the gatekeepers of New York. They don't really let a lot of different sounding shit come out. And even though they say, oh, yeah, you know, this sounds like a different type of of rap or, you know, it sounds like a different type of music. At the end of the day, it's still, like, the same basic trap hip-hop shit. You guys are not, like, this, like, the Bronx influenced me heavy because I was born here, I was raised here, and, like, I'm hood as fuck, I just listen to different music, I dress different, you feel me? So I have the utmost gratitude because it built me, you know, it's not easy to grow up in the Bronx, let alone being an alternative kid growing up in the Bronx. You know, uh, I had to fight, I had to fight to get my respect. I got, I've gotten jumped, I've got, you know, I've stabbed, I've done all mad stuff, you know, just to protect myself or like, so growing up, but I have the utmost gratitude for growing up in New York, you know? because if you can make it out of new york you can make it out of anywhere let alone like people are like not not to sound like an asshole or fucked up or anything and i'm not saying that bars are not like heavy or like not dope but like bars was also a flex in the fucking 90s like we're in 2020 right now i feel like the new flex is creativity like because people could sit there and be like yo like i got bars like okay like you have bars but I'm able to put four or five different genres into my music successfully. Can you do that? You get what I'm trying to say. So it's like, yeah, Yeah. like it never really like I never guilt trip myself for not sounding like the typical New York like rapper or like you know artist.
0: Yeah. I'm also just I don't want any more interruptions. So the no. (laughs) <laughs> I forgot to turn the ringer off. So I apologize. But it's okay. It, it this is the wall zone, anything happens, unfortunately. Um and I and I appreciate that because I thought when I listened to your music, it could be a new a new genre. Like you've heard you've even heard people like Skits Graven going completely gothic on a beat. You know, so after that, I always thought anything was possible, but I feel like if we can get away from the norms of music and society, then maybe things could get better. Because especially with everything with the COVID, it kind of has you looking into different things. Like, I wouldn't have known about you had I not been trying to figure out other shit for DTF. Yeah you know, so tell, where did Creature come from? Like, how did, where did the concept of Creature begin?
1: So, creature comes from, um, when I was younger, I used to skateboard all the time. Oh, my God, somebody's calling. Hold on. I'm sorry. All right. Can you hear me? Right.
0: Yeah.
1: But, um, So Creature came from like, I used to, there's this uh, skateboard company called Creature. And I used to skate, those are the only boards I really used to skate. And they used to be like, you know, like real like, like alternative type skateboards. Like they'll have babies with pentagrams on their forehead, on the the fucking back, or they'll have like a devil fucking sacrifice something. Like it was like an alternative skateboard company. So um I used to just skate those and then like I'm naturally I'm mad, rugged, I'm gritty, like I don't I don't give a fuck. Like I'll throw up, they have sex, they go on stage and throw up on stage and then fucking go and flip into the crowd. Like I don't care, like I'm just rugged. So one time one of my boys, he was like, just remind me of like a creature, like a little creature. And I was like, yo, that shit is that shit is fire. So I just used that. I use creature and then I'm Spanish, so I added the la and then I'm goth, so I added the goth. So that's how I got my name.
0: Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so do you channel any of your would you ever would you ever channel any of your Latin roots into your music?
1: Um Yeah, I would. If it merged well, like if there's somebody like let's say if there's somebody because there is a couple people doing like what I'm doing, but Spanish. So like let's say Yeah, yeah, there's mad, there's mad different things going on right now. But um, let's say like if it was to merge correctly with my sh- with my shit, yeah. But I don't know. I just I know I'm like what I do is so out of the box. Like if the frequency that you come in with can't match that, then like uh, I'm good, you know. No matter what, no matter what it is. But I would I would like to to add like some Latin stuff, yeah. But it just it, it can't be like typical stuff, you know. It has to be like. It has to be something different, you know, like something
0: who would you let produce that record? Mm. Mm. Oh, here we go. We got him in his bag. We got him in his bag right now. He got to think about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm like, How yo, you
1: got me. I want, damn, you got me. I got a couple of my niggas that I want to put on, but if we talking big, like, I want to use Dave though the beat maker to fucking, um, to prayers. Mm-hmm. I fuck with his shit hard and I'll use my man's from Russia. My man's Fatal, Fatal M, mm-hmm. cause he, he got like his, all of his beats, I got him. So he knows my style down to the tip, like, and I fuck with it hard. So that's why I would let produce that.
0: Okay. So, if you could collaborate with anyone, uh-huh. with that producer, who would it be? Um, Zilla
1: Kami. I don't know if you know about Zilla. Um, I would collab with Ghost Main because he's another one that's up, that's doing what I'm doing. Um, I would... Want to collab with Dead, but he's fucking dead.
0: <laughs> I mean, we have to do it at his graveside. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, um, and Leo Fesser again from Prayers. I would like to collab with him. There's a few different people that I wanna that I know that we will make some magic if we get into the story on no shit like that.
0: What has been your hardest? Ex- what is the hardest thing about being creature?
1: Um, people not realizing that I'm balanced, like my energy is balanced. Like I'm not gonna go and sacrifice your fucking family because it looks crazy on my Instagram. You get what I'm trying to say?
0: Yeah. People,
1: they they meet me in person and I'm like, you know, I speak like this. I'm like chill. Like I feel like like creature exists within everybody. You know, I'm just an aspect of people's minds. So it's just like creature is the most brutally honest version of myself
0: so it's like your dr jekyll type thing
1: exactly so like yeah people not realizing like that i'm pretty like i'm balanced you know and i'm just just getting that picture of me you know um and then of course like dealing with the shit in new york of them not accepting different sounding music yet up in the mainstream and shit But other than that, I've been chilling. Like, I don't really, I don't, I try to live life without expectations. And um, I try not to let too much bother me. You feel me? Because I continuously get hate, especially with what I'm doing, you know, on all levels. Whether it be somebody being ignorant and saying, oh, I got to be on the leash or somebody, you know, making fun of my makeup while I'm walking in the street, and, you know, I don't take anything. Like, I don't let shit bother me anymore, you know?
0: I mean, I think, first of all, when I saw the college pictures, obviously, like, I figured you were into BDSM, but a lot of your content has a lot to do with BDSM. Um, How you found that balance, like, what made you take that avenue to talk about, you know, colorism, submission, um, pegging, all of that?
1: Well, Pagan, I'm not. I'm not into. No, but <laughs> like, like you know, uh, BDSM, yeah, like BDSM, Like I have a range of fetishes. Like when I was when I was 20 years old, I was dating some woman, and um, she she was a heavy sub sub. So um, she was like, you know, baby, like I wanna I want you to dom me and stuff like that. So she gradually got me into it, and um, I was flogging her, tying her up, spanking her, um. But she was into she was into wicked stuff. Like she liked to be in a cage. You feel me? Like yeah. Like I used to walk on a leash, which is nothing, you know. But like you know, she was into other stuff like being in a cage, like being degraded and stuff like that. There's so many different fetishes and kinks within BDSM. So it's not just one or two things. And um, like me, like personally, I have a blood fetish. Like I'm a sadist and I have a blood fetish. Okay. So yeah, there's like mad different things within BDSM. But um, what did, what made me decide to take that was because, to me, BDSM is beautiful. You know, it's you bringing another person to a higher state of consciousness through fetish or through kink, you know? And um, I realized, like, that needed to be shown in a healthy manner because there was such a stigma placed on it. And I know that um, it also correlated and went with what I'm doing because I was, like, my image, I looked very sexual. So I knew that adding also the BDSM, even though I was already into it. So I'm like, you know, this is already me. It's not like I'm trying to, you know, but I was like bringing that in. I know that was also going to bring, it was going to knock out like two birds, one stone. It was going to be a shock value. And it was also going to be, you know, showcasing BDSM. So that's, that's why I decided to, I wanted to replace the stigma that was placed on it, I guess.
0: Do you feel like the mainstream media, especially ever since, like, books like 50 Shades the Grey came out, do you feel like they devalue, not devalue, but they decentralize the whole meaning of BDSM?
1: Of course. Of course. They make it look like it's for, like, weird, freaky people. And, like, the mo- like the- one of the biggest misconceptions about BDSM is, like, that people are doing things against people's will. Like, there's whole contracts that you write out, you know, with your subs or your doms and stuff like that. And, like, um, wait, my fault. what was the question again? Yeah. Did
0: you feel like the media over... All right, yes. Yeah.
1: yeah, so I definitely feel like it, because, of course, like, it's, it's shocking. It's a, it's a huge shock value, you know? You've seen a girl on a leash, or you've seen a guy on a leash, or, you know, people are getting spanked you know, or whatever the case may be. But it's just like, I feel like society, it fears the thing that is infatuated the, with the most, which is sex, you know, the world is very sexual. We have that within all of us. And um, as much as the world mass produces sex, it also places a stigma about being open sexually that's why somebody like Amber Rose even had to do us a whole fucking slut walk and all that shit just to, you know, get the same equality sexually, you know, because there's a stigma placed on, on people being open about dumb loving different things sexually, you know? So I just feel like it's society's, um, conditioning that, that makes that because, yeah. I just feel like like society is they fear people being sexually open. You know? They fear it because it's going you're gonna be more liberated. You're gonna be more free spirited. You're gonna, you know.
0: I mean, I've I know someone that it was in a dominant submissive relationship and that person was telling me like the whole fifty shape degree takes away from the OD, I- that was
1: a, that was a horrible representation.
0: Yeah. And they did that
1: on purpose. They did that on purpose.
0: Like you know, the- it was
1: a horrible representation. Like the guy was stalking her; it he was mad unhealthy. <clears throat> you know, like. But, but it- nevertheless, you see how many how many women love that movie.
0: Yeah, with but- all
1: of that crazy shit in it, and I say that to say that this shit, for the most part, it exists within a lot of us. Like a lot, like even as simplistically, like most women like to be spanked. That's a that's a little form of BDSM. You get what I'm trying to say?
0: I mean, everyone likes to be spanked. At that point, like you get what I'm like.
1: <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So it's just like, yeah.
0: I just yeah. need what they did because I heard that bond between the dominant and the submissive is extremely strong.
1: Yeah, it has to be. be. You have to have more trust. Like in all actuality, a sub has to have more trust in her dom than like almost anything in life because like you're trusting that person to not only tie you up but to inflict pain on you to, to do all these things that you're not going to really, it's going to be almost like you're not going to have control you're giving this other person full control of you so there has to be a, like a, a huge amount of trust, you know, there has to be a crazy bond between the dom and the sub
0: Has there ever been a time though where a fetish can go too far?
1: Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I used to dom for hire. And there's this whole fetish called like uh Wait, like daddy daughter. Done
0: for hire?
1: Yeah, I was dumb for hire. No fucking way. Yeah, yeah, hell oh, yeah.
0: But okay. like there was
1: this there's this thing called like daddy daughter stuff. So there's these women that like yeah, it already sounds wacky, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's these women or men, you know, both or, you know, non-binary, whatever. I don't want to sound like I'm not. No, okay of course. Pronouns, but, like, um. <laughs> so it's basically, like, people who like dressing up like babies. And you, the dom, will treat you like a baby. So, like, it'll be like, like the girl who put a pacifier in her mouth and a bib and talk like a child and then want me to, like, walk on a leash or spank her. That I'm not with. I'm just not okay with that. You know, like, I, A, to each your zone, my nigga. But, like, it's just, like, I'm not with none of that. That just seems too, pedo-y, too pedo-ish for me. You get what I'm trying yeah. to say? Like, would you still so, have the
0: bucket and the baby? Like, Some people be on that.
1: Some people be doing that. You know? Some people be doing that.
0: That's a shit right there.
1: Yeah, yeah. That and, like, um, peeing or shitting on somebody.
0: I don't like those are like my
1: boundaries or like, like for instance I had some woman that I was doming and she's like yo my husband wants to watch. I'm like I don't mind if he watches as long as he don't pull out his dick or some, you know, and start doing all that extra shit because I'm straight. Like I like that's my boundary. You have to respect that. Yeah. You know? So like you know, you'll have women that that that'll have requests like that. So you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Listen, I'm learning something new every day, but um you're it also you're also a brand ambassador. Tell us about brute impact fashion
1: so brute uh, um, all right so basically i mean they like I just started becoming brand ambassador for, them. so they hit me up, they seen what I was doing, they liked what I was doing, they liked like you know how I was dressed and like my aesthetic, and they were just like, yo like." we want to send you, you know, free stuff. There was like, just cop one thing and we'll send you mad free stuff. They send me a free tennis bracelet. You know, they send me some rings, they send me some shirts and, um, I'm just, I'm promoting them, you know, and um, getting free clothes for it later down the line. I plan on getting paid. Like that's, you know, (laughs) yeah, I plan on getting paid, but, um, they're like an alternative type of clothing brand. And, um, it's good prices, you feel me? And it's shit that you're not gonna get anywhere at all. You know, you can only get it online, to be completely honest. So um that's that's about that, yeah.
0: And then you also work, you work a lot with um masked faces.
1: Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's my bro, the owner of masked faces. So Mask, so me and masked faces, we come from the metal scene together. Okay, so. When Mass Faces first started, he decided to give a platform for people like me and music like mine in New York. Because, no, like like I was saying earlier, the, the fucking gatekeepers of this bitch, they, just, they don't want different shit, bro. They don't want different shit. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm not going to sit here and try to talk shit. Like, Fivo Foreign, he makes amazing music. A Boogie makes good-ass music. I don't listen to it. But is it actually that different from me? Like, it's not like, it's trap music, y'all rapping, you know, (laughs) like, it's not actually that different from each other. Now, if you have somebody that sounds like me or sounds like somebody like Zilla, you like, that's why everybody in New York is like, oh, my God, when 6ix9ine first came out, that nigga's not that out of the ordinary, bro.
0: He's, He's not. A- you know
1: how many kids are like that in Brooklyn and LES and St. Marks. He was oh, just one of the man. first ones to be like that. You get what I'm saying? That not to. He was one of the first ones to be like that on a mainstream level. Six Nine, when Six Nine first started, he wasn't doing that gang banging shit. He was doing metal. He was mixing the metal with the trap music. You know, he wasn't doing any of that. He had girls like he had videos that with girls like hanging from hooks. Like, he was screaming in his shit. You get what I'm trying to say? So, like...
0: But, it's yeah, just, and then people still don't accept 6ix9ine if you think of you it. You get what I'm trying to
1: say? But it's like, why? New York don't accept 6ix9ine. I feel like that's what it is. Of course, like of course they accept, you know, he was on Fat Joe's title and all that shit. But, like, you just said they don't accept, Well, why they don't accept it? Because I mean, he don't
0: we could say they don't accept him because he snitched. Of course, he
1: a snitch. But before all of that, why?
0: Before all of that, because he had a different style of music. And his personality exactly. was so out there that he didn't... The way, like, you're talking to me right now, I don't care if someone finds out, you know, I like blo- I have a blood fetish or whatever the case yeah. Is. You know, he went on the fucking Breakfast Club and talked his shit about how he did this in a certain, he doesn't care if you're, you don't like it because he's him. And yeah. he's someone that's on house arrest, but still making 2 billion views.
1: Exactly. Like working, like doing his thing. You get what I'm trying to say? And like, I feel like niggas ain't like him just off the simple fact, how different he looked because he sounded like them. He sounded like them, even though he was like, he had a, a little bit of an aggressive sound. He did sound like a lot of these rappers. You get what I'm trying to say? So it was literally off the simple fact of how he looks, which yeah. is fucking wacky to me, because it's, that's mad close-minded. That's really close-minded. And it's like at the end of the day, like if you're trying to move and evolve, you have to accept different things, you know? It's just gonna bring in different demographics, it's gonna, it's gonna help the ele- evolution of music, you know. People don't want to fucking pass down the torch, I feel like. That's what it comes down to also.
0: Yeah, no, they really don't. And it's just really it's going to be the downfall of the music scene.
1: I agree. I I agree. Like like I'll I be watching Hot 97, 7 right? I go to Hot 97. 7 My dude is not even doing more than 500k views on his videos. So you talking about you telling me that Adam 22 that started five years ago is doing more views than you and you're a gatekeeper for hip hop. You know what I'm talking about. So what I, what I'm trying to say about that is obviously the rest of the world is correlating to the evolution of, of different sounding shit and they want different sounding shit.
0: But this is also why, like I remember someone told me because it's a quote. Um down south in New York I'm sorry, in New York we practice competition. Down south, we practice collaboration. So there's okay. so many blends of different sounds that it's widely accepted. We don't do that. We rather compete for what's on top. And you know, the gatekeeper, they're still doing the payola, whether they say they're not. Yeah,
1: yeah, of course. Yeah. You
0: know. So
1: yeah, some money is a money game. It's a game
0: yeah. You know, like yeah, there's some places that charge, but at least give something back to the artist other than ten minutes on air. No, yeah, I
1: agree. You know, I, agree. I just I want more radio stations and more of these. Like I understand it's a money game, but they it's not like they don't choose who they also play. You know. So, like, I would like them to give alternative rap a slot, you know, or like some shine. Because at the end of the day, motherfuckers are doing way bigger numbers than half of these fucking people. Like, you know? I mean, you're, and aside you're... from that, it's just like, it, it shows creativity. It's art, it's real art. At the end of the day, even if you don't fuck with the music, you gotta respect the art, you know? So that's why, like, like I was saying earlier, we have Marilyn Manson. I don't know if you just seen that. Marilyn Manson was in the studio with ASAP Ferd. They get it. You get what I'm trying to say? Like I mean, they look, get it. They see where music saw, is going.
0: You saw Leonard's X with, with Billy Ray Cyrus. So you, you I, get what I'm trying to say? Like yeah. they get where music is heading.
1: It's like it's no more genres. There's no more none of that. There's no more boxes. There's no more. It's just this, it's just, no, it's just vibrations. It's just music, is frequencies. And my, well, in my personal opinion, it's just, everything is merging, you know? It's not a sense of, oh, we have to stay in this hip hop box. Or we have to stay in this track box or this rap box. Or, you know, like everything is fusing again, you know? Like, you know who Tommy Lee is, right?
0: Who, I'm sorry, repeat that? Tommy Lee. Okay.
1: So to- Tommy Lee is the drummer to Motley Crue. Yes and um he's collabing with a whole bunch of new wave rappers producing this shit doing drums on this shit you know so it's just like like people get it it's just certain people don't get it that influence some of the masses you know so that creates the stigma uh, upon it so it's just like i'm doing my part because i understand like this is not i'm not just i don't do music just to be cool just because, like, you yes, I love the music it's me, but I want to, yeah, I want to shift consciousness. I want to change thinking sonically within this third dimension. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, it's not just about like, oh, yeah, I'm rapping here. I'm doing this. I, no, like, jumping around and having a good time. Like, there's, there's an agenda behind it, too. You know. So how do you think we
0: could do this by... How do you think we could open these doors?
1: Just giving people like artists like me... <laughs> more shine and more platforms more platforms that's that's mainly what it what it what it comes down to you know because like like people like like ghost man or people like lil peep lil peep wasn't getting no fucking no radio plays what the like and i understand there's mad things that go into radio that, that that goes into being on the radio and stuff like that but it's like like the head like how can you not accept somebody like that like people's legend you know he was shifting everything changing the whole course of of music you know x x is another one that a lot of these new guys was not i mean a lot of these old heads was not accepting but bro that's like a tupac of, for, I, for, for my generation you get what i'm trying to say so it's like i understand People don't see, but it's like, I also understand that they're going to come around, whether it be the easy way or hallway, like the same way with punk. When punk first started, nobody wanted that shit around. People were throwing bottles at punk bands, you know, while they were on stage. But punk music is punk music. It's one of the biggest genres in all of history. Nobody is going to fuck with it when it's new and it's first coming out. You have to fight against the grain, you know? In some sense, so I feel like just giving more platforms to, to this sounding music and giving this shit more shine and pushing it, it will give, it will replace a stigma as well on it. You know, it will it will give more of an insight to how artists like me are,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and why we do this type of music. You know, because there's an art. It's an art form. It's not just screaming. It's not just you know, yeah. Yeah, so I just feel like giving more platforms and giving more shine to, to, to music like this will help push it out, you know?
0: Okay. So we're going to go into our little bonus round.
1: Okay. Okay, uh, okay, okay.
0: We also got sound effects for this. Hold on, let me just get my... Uh-oh. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> but yeah.
1: While
0: I get it set up, what is the secret? Yo, this is the
1: first fucking interview that that this is, like, this, that shit is fire. Thank you. <laughs>
0: You know, we got a lot, you know, we got to, we, we try to make it a little interesting.
1: Rolls on, baby.
0: Um, what is the secret to all your, your views? Cause you put, you dropped Corpse House two weeks ago and that shit already hit 10K. Yeah.
1: I mean, I've been doing like, I've been doing views. Like my, my, my videos, like they hit a few K like within a week, usually, you know, just the thing with this, like I, um, I promoted it heavy. I had websites writing up about it. I got more blog sites writing up about it. And the, the difference is like, I just recently found a manager. So he was also helping me. He also was able to help me further push it. You get me? Like you, you guys wrote it up. I got like five more websites. That's about to write it up. I got, I had two already, but I got five more websites. that's about to write it up and put it up. And, um, I just mass marketed it. You feel me? <laughs> like that's, that's mostly what it is. Like I just marketing, marketing, marketing. And um, out here in New York, and like the underground, and like the music shit, like I'm pr- I'm pretty known, like I'm, like I'm pretty known. Like I opened up. I know you don't really, you probably don't know him, but his name is NASCAR Aloe. Like I've opened up for like three hundred, like you know, three fifty people before. Like so, like I'm I'm pretty known over here, like in the underground, and I'm busting out of the underground now. But like, yeah, that's that's how. That's how it is, you know. I'm not just an internet nigga. I got real life clout too. (laughs) And people, yeah, people respect me. Like I've didn't. I've done my footwork. How many people have you heard at a trap show? That's, bro. Like I went to a, a trap show. I be. I brought a girl on a leash. I had one of my boys bring up a candle. He was dressed up like a character, and then I cut my stomach open on stage. Wow. Even if you don't like that, you're going to remember it. Yeah. The same way people don't like 6ix9ine, but they watch him. And they're reporting on him. You get what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. So I understood, like, doing a lot of the things that I do is going to knock out a couple couple birds with with a few stones, you know? So I was like, yeah, I know this is also going to add to, like, the shock value of my aesthetic and how I look. And doing all these things on stage and all these stunts and these theatrics, I knew it was gonna help get publicity to me and notoriety. You know? So that's that's how it that's how it is, you know. That's that's what it is. That's like how I was able to get like 10k. And it's going up. It's going up like probably like what like I think 150 every day or something like that.
0: All right. I I'm jealous of your streams right now, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> uh, but hold on oh this is such a wrong wrong sound effect <laughs> there you go we are here <laughs> it is time
1: <laughs> is...
0: for the bonus questions
1: okay let's go it
0: oh uh-huh. Waffles or pancakes?
1: Oh, waffles, 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 waffles. I make them every single week with bananas <laughs> and strawberries. If I have strawberries, I love waffles.
0: <laughs> You're insane. Okay. Um, Joker or Harley Quinn?
1: Joker. I love Joker. I don't, I don't watch superhero stuff. I'm going to be honest. Like I don't, like I'm not into it, but I love the Joker. I love his story. You know, that's mostly what it is. Like, yeah, he, he's relatable, especially that new Joker movie that came out. It Like people watch that. Like he's, he's more relatable than a fucking uh, a rich guy that lives in a fucking mansion that's been handed everything his whole life. You get what I'm doing, del- aka Batman. You get what I'm trying to say. I mean, <laughs> like- I'm
0: gonna forgive you for the Batman slander, but here, hold on.
1: I'm sorry. I'm
0: sorry. <laughs>
1: but yeah, you get what I'm trying to say, though. Like you know. So yeah, definitely Joker. Um,
0: alternative rock or punk rock.
1: Punk rock. Punk is more uh it's more on your face, it's more gritty, it's more they don't care. You know, Blink. like
0: what happened? Blink 182 or Green Day.
1: I don't listen to any of them but Green Day.
0: Okay. Um shit, I should have brought my friend that knew all the better rock bands than I did. But <laughs> to be without Wi-Fi. Or to have a dead battery. Oh, shit. Damn.
1: To be with our Wi Fi, at least I can still listen to music.
0: (laughs) New York or Cali?
1: Oh, damn. You fucked me up with this one. You fucked me up. (sighs) My pride is saying New York, you feel me? But my mind is saying Cali. (laughs) But New York, New York, you feel me? Like, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. This is, it's a concrete jungle, you feel me? And like, I love how it made me. I love how it made me, you know? You grow up here, it's not like growing up anywhere in the world, we're one of the epicenters of the whole fucking world, you know? So I I love New York, I will always have love for it, yeah. But I really love Cali too. I really I'm not
0: gonna lie, like I really love Cali. No, Cali's a bomb. I would I can't wait to go. I was supposed to go in December for my friend's wedding, but that didn't happen.
1: And then like like I really like the people over here too. Like I like the way they just they vibe and shit like that. But okay, I'm done.
0: To lie or to lie by omission. Hmm? Would you rather get caught in a lie? Is a regular lie or a lie by omission?
1: A lie by omission.
0: Um... <sighs> if you were a, you... <laughs> like... a regular lie. A regular <laughs> lie. Because you know you're gonna get caught worse with that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um three things you missed during the quarantine.
1: Oh, um, performing. Oh, performing. Um, not having people come at me for not wanting to breathe in my fucking CO2 all day. Now, nah, let me stop. But <laughs> I miss performing. I miss, like, going out to eat, you know? Um, and just, like, you know, social interaction with people. You know, having a good ass time and being comfortable, not having cops down our back, not having a new world order, try to do weird shit and and brainwash people, but that's a whole nother conversation.
0: Three things three new skills you learned during the quarantine.
1: Um I learned different effects to put on my voice. Recording. Um, I eased out on drinking because I'm a fucking alcoholic. Um, I learned how to market my music better. And how to push my shit out more. And that's a huge, you know, like um, positive for me right now.
0: Can Can you just repeat how important marketing is? It is
1: very important because, like, you can make a bomb-ass video, you can make bomb-ass shit, but if you're not marketing it correctly and, like, putting it on the correct platform, like, the shit won't get seen, like, it won't get noticed. And, like, you have to also have, like, creative ways to bring people in. You don't have to have a gimmick. It's not about having a gimmick, but it's about, like, being creative enough to think of, Different ways to bring your viewer in and grasp them, especially in this generation where the the fucking the thinking process is like, you know, like the people people like they get over shit man quick now, you know. Learn from <laughs> him.
0: Learn from him. Yeah. Um, to do a line of coke with Betty White. I'm sorry. To do a line of coke with Miley Cyrus or the French Kiss Betty White. Oh, shit.
1: I don't even do coke, but I want to... I would just want to kiss Betty White just to see, like... <laughs> just to do it. <laughs> just to fucking do it, but... Miley Cyrus. Nah, I think I have to do it with Miley Cyrus. I'll do some coke her.
0: Uh, really?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll do some coke for her.
0: Wow. <laughs> wow. Game over. <laughs> oh man. So my last question that I ask everyone at the end of this stuff. If it were if there was a life without creature, what would you be doing?
1: Um uh, nothing. I'll probably be like, I wouldn't, I don't I don't know. I don't think I <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Like I mm-mm. I don't think there is even another reality in my head for that. I'm gonna be honest. And I know how that sounds. Like, I'm not trying to sound like an arrogant asshole. Like, I say that to say, like, like I realized at a young age, like, music, like, music is like, I'm, I have a gift with music and I have a thing that I was, you know, blessed with. So to go and follow that, you know, and like, all throughout my whole life, like, like, I've worked before, but like, Weird shit will happen to make me stop working. You know, like I remember one specific time I went to go to this job interview that I was going to like it was at a factory or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I go, I'm going to go to go to the interview and literally like I'm going to the interview while I'm going to the interview, I get to the place and there was a fucking fire at, at the place I I was supposed to have an interview at. So it's just like little things like that that was also like giving me confirmation from the universe, you know, like and it's not a sense of me looking too deep into things, it's just more of a sense of self-awareness and knowing knowing myself, you know, and knowing where where I stand, like soul-wise. <laughs> so
0: this was very fun. Yeah, this is a good instrument. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to do this with me. Uh um, thank you what, for having me nah, of course you're welcome here anytime um where could they find you
1: so i'm on all streaming platforms spotify amazon itunes um add me on instagram creature la goth with three h's um you can find all my shit on there i post on that constantly so um, yeah just be on the lookout i got mad new shit coming out too i'm dropping another video in like a week and a half I got some photo shoots with clothing brands coming up. I got new music dropping, you know, so just be on the lookout.
0: Copy. So, once again, it is your girlfriend's favorite photographer. Catch us Tuesdays on DTF Radio, Saturdays on Platinum Radio, and God knows wherever else people will find us. Um, Yeah. We
1: are... This is a good interview. (laughs)
0: You are now tuned into Welcome to the Raw Zone Sponsored by Talent Wave Where many of your favorite celebrities have hidden talents Visit the site to find out more Email talentwave.info at gmail.com To find out how you can become part of the team